Grab your mug and take a chug He's about to spill the tea Saucy chatter on subject matter It's just between you and me Sit on back and hear him yak It's gossip to a tea It's cup of joe Cup of joe Hey everyone, and welcome back to Cup of Joe, a podcast about all things that I'm obsessed with, from Real Housewives to RuPaul's Drag Race and so much more, plus the candid celebrity interviews you won't find anywhere else. I'm your host, Joe Drake. On today's show, we have famed psychic medium Shar Margolis. Now, Shar has been seen on numerous television shows, including Live with Regis and Kelly, Dr. Oz, and most recently, RuPaul's Drag Race. She is the author of several books. Her latest, The Universe is Calling You, is available now through St. Martin's Press and is available wherever books are sold. We had an incredible conversation about how she got her start, which includes her very close friendship with the one and only Regis Philbin. She also tells me why she thinks we've all had a previous life or several. And she gave me a reading that I must say was pretty spot on. So without further ado, please welcome to the Cup of Joe show, Char Margolis. Well, I have to thank you so much for not only doing this podcast with me, but I'm not sure if you remember, you you mentioned that I should start a podcast a couple of years ago. I did. You did. And you were very instrumental in putting the fire under my ass, if you'll excuse my French, because... And I, I've been thinking about doing it for the last 10 years, and a lot of things happened and didn't happen. And then finally, once... Um, Once you said something, it really stuck with me. And obviously when COVID hit, I needed to something to keep me active aside from work and all the other things. So thank you so much for. Of course. Of course. Well, thank you. You had me on your show. You supported my work. Yes. You know, it's, it's mutual. Absolutely. Well, we got to talk about your special appearance on Drag Race. How crazy was that? That was cr- well. First of all, I didn't know you were doing it. I saw on your social media. I said, "Am I reading this right? Is Shar going to be on Drag Race?" <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what happened. I was not allowed to promote it until they said okay, because it was a surprise appearance, and I was one of the challenges. So um, I I did not ask them. They called me. They called me. I th- I guess it was during last summer, and they said, "Will you do Drag Race?" And I said, "Well, can <laughs> because of COVID." I said, "Oh, can I can I do it on you know on Zoom?" And no, they wanted they no way they wanted me to go there. So I left Palm Springs. I went to Los Angeles for four days, and I had to get the the COVID test. And really, it was it was really just really great and fine. And the cool thing about it is that they 
I didn't have to wear, I, I mean, I went there wearing a mask, but all the drag queens have shields, so their makeup doesn't go bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had a shield on. I didn't have, and, and it, it was on a stick. So oh, okay. So I so I really didn't have to worry about my makeup or anything, and it was it was really really fun. And the truth is, I had no idea who the drag queens were. That's the first time I ever met them. I didn't I didn't know the story. I didn't know anything. Right. Well, they keep that information on lockdown because the fandom is crazy. Right. So everything is taken very seriously. And I'm assuming, based on what you're saying, they took the COVID protocols very seriously. Aries, they were fabulous. I'm honestly, they were, I had my own, um, what do you call it? The, you know, dressing room, but it was right. in a van, but not a van, but whatever they're like called. a trailer or something. Yeah, I had my own trailer and I got uh um I got RuPaul's um uh robe. I got not his robe but a robe <laughs> with RuPaul on it. And it was just in you know they they had really good snacks and food there and everybody was so sweet and came up in to to say hi and everybody had their mask on. Everybody was really careful. That's so and nice. It was an honor and a, it was a real honor to be asked to be on because Absolutely. I totally respect and love Rue. I've known him for over 25 years. He's been on my, on my podcast, Char Vision. No, right. So tell me, how does your, how did your relationship start with RuPaul? Well, he had a radio show in New York on KTU radio. 25 years ago and I was a regular on their show. Wow. And um it you know I so he he knows that I have been dedicated to my work all my life. He knows that I I I turned down things that could have been, you know, my own shows and stuff like that because I never wanted to be like a flash in the pan. I always wanted to be able to do my work to my old age and I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I, You're you know, doing I, it. I, I think about it. I started doing TV like 49 years ago. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I was a regular, uh, I, I, I did a, sh well, you're from Michigan. Yes. So I was on a show called Kelly and company, which I don't even know if you even know what that is. Well, I do. Know. Cause Char, I was, I was thinking about this morning in the shower, the last, the first time we met, I think you told me this story. I was a, I, I did some child modeling on that show in the eighties. Crazy. Isn't okay. that funny? So that's, I think that's maybe our first connection. <laughs> and didn't even know about it. And then right. um, I went on TV in LA and everybody said to me, well, the, the funny story is I called, you know, we only had landlines then and I called 411 in LA and I said, and because somebody told me they had a morning show like Kelly and Company, but it, it was called AMLA and a man named Regis Philbin was a host. So I call up and I, I, and I said, I, I'd like the number please of AMLA. And she says, honey, I think what you want is KABC, the, the operator. I don't even know that they have information anymore, do they? Who knows? I th yeah, I think so. But I mean, I know four one one. I'm just not sure if people. Right. Use and so <laughs> and so, I call and I go, "Who's the executive producer?" And they go, 
his name's Ron Ziskin. So I hang up and I call back and I go, Mr. Ron Ziskin, please. And I tell him I, I, and I, and, and I said, he, for some reason he took my call to this day. He doesn't know why he took my call. And he following his intuition, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So he, um, I said, oh, I'm on Kelly and Company. Blah, blah. He said, can you get out to L.A.? Never been to L.A. I said, yeah. So they send a limo for me. You know, I'm from South, Phil, you know, Oak Park, Southfield, Michigan. I, I'm, I'm not Hollywood. <laughs> and, but everybody said, if Regis likes you, you'll make it in this business, meaning TV. And if he doesn't, you won't. So Regis loved me and put me on. And I, I, moved, I got an apartment in L.A. because I was on every month. I was a regular on their show and then he ended up going to New York and then I was on his local New York show. And then he went, he, he did, you know, Regis and he was on with Kathy Lee and I was on with them. And then, uh, and then, you know, the big story about when Kelly was auditioning, they had me on and I predicted her pregnancy. So, right. and, and nobody knew she was pregnant. So, and her grandma Esther was holding the baby and I said, there's a D initial and her nickname was D. So, and recently I had Kelly and Mark on Char Vision, my web series and or my podcast, vidcast, whatever you call it. And um, the, the, the rest of the story is that Mark was at home and his jaw dropped because he knew he was watching and he said, no one knew. No one knew. Well, that's the bit. I mean, I'm sure people out there may have known. But for those that don't um, refresh their memory, you were on with Regis and Kelly Ripa. And famously predicted her pregnancy. Well, she was auditioning for the show. Oh, that's right. This was sort of in that transition time. She was auditioning. And she always says, I think it's because of you that I got the job. I said, Kelly, it's because you're talented that you got the job. Yeah, I mean, she's fantastic. She's still doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I was just on like a year ago promoting my book, The Universe is Calling You. So, Which I have right here. Oh, great. I love it. You sent me a copy and I love picking it up. We'll get to it in a second. But I want to go back to Regis for a second. You really do attribute your your career to him, yes? Yes. Nationally, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was he helped a lot of people through the years. He was fabulous and a kind man and a good person and so talented. Such a tremendous loss for not only, you know all of his fans, but people in the business that, I mean, he was such a Titan in this, in show business that sort of helped. And the talk show, talk show show world. Yes. Think about it. I mean, think about all the people who had talk shows because he was the first in the beginning. And, and, in on AM Los Angeles, many, many years ago, there were only four networks, maybe even three when we started out, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and then Fox right. came. And so the most famous people would, would wake up in the morning, Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon, they'd wake up in the morning and they would watch AMLA. Right. You know, it's like now there are so many opportunities and options to watch streaming channels and podcasts, <laughs> and which I love. I right. love People can resonate with who they want to resonate with. They don't, they're not just stuck watching four networks. Right. Was Regis always a believer in your abilities or was he sort of a naysayer and you sort of had to get him to believe you? 
I don't know. He just, he just, I don't, I don't think he was a naysayer. I think he believed what I said and he, well, he saw the reality of me reading for people and not being a, taking phone calls and telling people their grandmother's name who's been dead for five years. You know, he was, um, he saw, he, he saw, and, and the phones, their phones would break because so many people were trying to get through. Right. Like the, the, the operators, didn't like it, I don't think, when I was on because the phones <laughs> I remember once I went back to Michigan where my office is and there were oh, 4,000 messages from the message, messaging service. Wow. <laughs> crazy. It was crazy. And now, now, Joe, sorry to interrupt you, I oh. am reading for third generation families of people who saw me on that show and they're now deceased. And they, their, their children and their grandchildren are coming to me. Right. I mean, like you said, you've been at this for what, 40 years now? No, for, it'll be 49. 49. 49. And I, wish this was, I wish this was a video interview so people could see how fabulous you look. <laughs> That's so kind. <laughs> well, they can, they can watch Charvision. It's, yes. It's, if they go to my, uh, my Facebook and sign up. It's on 60 different platforms. And uh, we're actually, well, I can't talk about it yet, but we'll be other places too. So oh, exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. Good, good. I have to ask because I'm sure the, our listeners may want to know, since Regis has passed, have you been able to connect with him? I have felt him with me. In fact, I really feel like I should call Joy. Really? Mm-hmm. I have felt him. I feel like. I feel like he, you know, not everybody goes to a good place on the other side, but I have felt his spirit and I am so grateful to him. And I feel like he's, he's in a good, a really good energy. Oh, that's good. For those out there that don't know, Joy is Regis's wife. wife. Right. Um, And so what propels you to want to call Joy? To send my condolences and tell her that I know he's okay. Yeah. You know, so nice to, you know, from because of what your abilities allow you to do for those people that you've had relationships with in this world to be able to know that some of us that don't have right the ability that you have aren't as lucky to sort of know that. And so that's nice. Yeah, I'm totally blessed. And I will tell you, not everybody goes to a good place when they cross over. Like Hitler didn't go to the same place as Gandhi went to. I guarantee it. Okay. That's, that's good so, to know. <laughs> yeah. So I call it different neighborhoods over there. Okay. And, and I was on Dr. Oz one time. And I did readings the second half of the show. But the first half of the show, they had three people who had near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. And they, they were proclaimed dead and they came back to life and talked about what they saw and what happened. And one woman actually drowned in Lake Michigan. And I went, really? I thought it was like crazy that, yeah. And her fiance or new husband was begging her to, to come back to life, come back to life. They did CPR and she came back to life, but she had a near death experiences and saw angels and it was beautiful. It was amazing. But there was one man who was an atheist and he had a near death experience and he was in terrible pain 
It smelled like sulfur. It was, he, it was like, he was almost like in sewers. It was horrible. And for the first time in his life, he called on Christ mm. and Christ appeared to him and said, okay, my son, I will, I am going to send you back, but you need to live with kindness and goodness and compassion for others and love and belief in our father. And boom, he, they got his heart back going and he came to back to the earth. And from now on, he believes in God and he believes in Christ. Wow. Now you have to realize something. I'm Jewish. Okay. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're raised, you know, not, I mean, I totally believe in, you know, Christ as, you know, as a savior of sorts and an right. angel, but that's not how I was raised. You know, I believe in one God. Right. But, well, I I, love, but but I love Jesus Christ, so don't get me wrong. I love his work. And of course. <laughs> I love your I, work, I would, Jesus. I would watch his podcast. <laughs> Jesus should start a podcast, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I want to ask, because it's interesting that you say that you describe them as different neighborhoods. Yeah. Explain that a little bit to people. Well, um, I think some people are looking up at us. Okay. Who have died, like they're they're in lower level places, like the man that would went to a really dark place. I pe I feel like there's dark places that people go to if they don't live a positive, good life with a conscience and kindness and love. And if they are evil people, they will go to an evil energy. And if they're loving good people, they'll go to a high loving energy. Can they go to both places? Could they go to one and then sort of atone their sins? And I, I think yes. I think yeah. that everybody gets a chance to to elevate their souls. Well, I want to I talk a lot about the, uh, your book, "The Universe Is Calling You," because it is a fantastic, fantastic book. I keep it near my bed, and you know what I love to do, Sean? No, Joe, you're I, so sweet. I do. I pick it up and I. You know, I read a little bit here and there because it's such a good almost guide, I would say, to. Uh, that makes me so happy that it that it's it's given you some some support and encouragement. You know, um, I'm very proud of it. RuPaul actually wrote the foreword to it. I know. I love that. And Chris Colfer from Glee called it the perfect guide and. And also, um, Michael Patrick King wrote on it as well. Oh, okay. Do you know who he is? Yes, of course. From Sex in the City? We wouldn't have one of the best shows in the world without Michael Patrick King. <laughs> exactly, right? You know, that, and that's coming back. He, it, he's really excited. because I know, that's so exciting. Well, I want to ask you um, a couple of things in the book that I find particularly interesting. Okay. Um, one of the things you say is before you were born, you lived. How would you explain to the listeners out there that you know that we've had previous lives? Well, um, actually, uh, I, I, that's, I give credit to past lives. Like for, uh, how do you explain a three-year-old little boy waking up in the middle of the night, going to the piano and playing Chopin? Right. You know, how do you explain, uh, 
you know, a little child being able to tell you about, you know, the Civil War or the World War II or concentration camps. I mean, this this does exist. And my older sister is a doctor of psychology and she does past life regression. So I'm convinced because my gift and my ability came so fast, I'm positive I was a psychic in another lifetime. I'm I'm sure more than one. And you know, I I'm I can just say that so many people come to the earth with abilities and gifts that that you really can't explain. Right. So my what I feel is that we when we die, our spirit goes to our soul and our soul is comprised of every lifetime we ever lived. And they keep recycling us till we get it right. Let's say you were a caveman. You hit your wife over the head. She died. The kids went starving. You go to the spirit world and we judge ourselves in God's eyes. So this, the, the caveman goes, boy, I really screwed up. And they go, yep, you got to come back. So then they reincarnate him. And let's say he becomes a monk and he does all this good stuff, but then does something bad. And then when he dies, he goes, "Wow, I really screwed up. I better go back." And so the caveman, and the monk are in the spirit, are in the are in the soul, and then they recycle another person. Let's say it's a woman, and she dedicates her whole life to her child. And let's say her child cures AIDS or COVID nineteen or cancer. And and uh, when she dies. She, they go, you know, you did a great job on the, on the earth, but you never really learned self-love. You didn't, you didn't have romance. You didn't have love. You didn't have, you know, what all the things you deserved. Because the first true love is self-love. It doesn't mean you're selfish. It just means your needs matter. So then they recycle her and, and, and that we keep getting recycled until we end up at the right hand, hand of God or a oneness with each other. In, in in goodness, in love. God is love, love is God. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I very much do believe that. And I mean, I'm curious as to what my previous lives were. I have to get in touch with your sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she really is good. You can put her on the show. Yes, I would love it. Another thing you talk about in the book, and we had talked about this when we first met a few, uh, years back, is about intuition and your intuitive power. And you say in the book, part of my mission has always been to awaken people to their inborn intuitive power and to teach them how to listen to their sixth sense. Yeah. How how do you recommend people go about um, tapping into their intuition? Well, if you read my books, it really helps. And I'm writing a book right now that that will also help you. St. Martin's Press. But my, well, I'm still writing it. Great. (laughs) During COVID, it's like <laughs> I've never had a vacation. It's oh, like, I bet. It's 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 like every weekend I'm writing my book. But um but I everybody animals have instinct, people have intuition, and it you know, I, I teach the time that you wanted something. Maybe it was a romance, maybe it was a business deal, maybe it was a friendship, and you had this gut feeling not to trust it, but Maybe you had a sexual chemistry or you had things in common and you went along with it anyway. And time proves that they weren't trustworthy and you suffered the consequences. Right. Has that happened to you? Yes. Okay. Or maybe you did listen and you, you, you dodged a bullet. 
Right. So that's your first psychic experience. And that's how we learn is life is a school and we're here to learn lessons. And that's how we learn is by our mistakes and also by our rewards of listening. Well, you told me when we first met that I was very intuitive and I've always felt very intuitive. It's funny. I was thinking that about you as you were interviewing me. I think you're like an old soul in a young body. Really? Yeah. Are you still in New York? I am, yes. Are you happy in New York? Very happy. I mean, it's obviously been a struggle with COVID-19, but it's been a struggle everywhere. Right. You know? Good. I, I, I look forward to when New York comes back to being New York. Me too. Ugh. Slowly but surely. It's feeling a little bit better with the restaurants coming back and the spring weather coming. Yeah, I know. It's, it, you can it's, tell. It's been something to live through, that's for sure. Yeah, really difficult for everybody. I, my heart goes out to those people who have lost their loved ones to COVID-19 and just lost their loved ones anyway. There's, there's a lot of empty seats at dinner tables. Right. Have people asked you uh, if you were able to, for lack of a better term, predict the pandemic? You know, what? I didn't really, this is what it kept, I kept saying something, something's going to happen that's going to affect everybody. I kept seeing 9-11 every time I looked at the clock. Mm. So I didn't say there was going to be a pandemic. although. Um, What's his name? Did predict it. Um, I have a mental block on his name. That famous guy. The, right. I yeah. Yeah. So people out there that were able to sort of predict that something like this was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but you know, he's not even a psychic. What's his name? Um, Gates. Bill Gates. Oh, Bill Gates. Right. <laughs> not a, yeah. He predicted that there would be a pandemic, and. And everybody's saying there will be another. So we right. need to be careful. Right. Well, and that you know? kind of boils down to science, too, obviously. Right. Exactly. But here's the thing. I wrote The Universe is Calling You before the pandemic or anything. And I said that we are all interconnected. And this is proof that we are all interconnected and that we need to take care of one another. And that... Kindness and love is all that really matters. When we die, it's not how rich we are, how famous we are, how great we look. It's about our deeds and 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 the love we take with us and who we are as as human beings and our actions. That's all that matters. I couldn't agree more. You can't take it with you, kid. No. You also talk about uh, manifestation in the book, which I find fascinating because I'm a true believer in, um, you know, if you want uh, something good in your life or if you want that job or want that. Yep. We, we can manifest things. Thoughts have power. Thoughts have wings. Positive energy attracts positive energy. Negative, unfortunately, attracts negative energy. And when we manifest and put out there what we want, like some people have wish boards or the, I, you know, I, I've done wish boards where I've put cut out magazines and put different things on it that I felt of things I wanted. And most all of them has ha have happened. I feel like if you are positive and if it's meant to be like life is a school and we're here to learn. So some things we're not supposed to do. 
some things our guides and our angels will protect us if it's not the, for our best interests. But, but if it's right and it's right for you and it's right for the universe, you can put out there what you want and it will become a reality. People want love in their lives. They want romance. They want success in their careers. Do you recommend that people write it down? I mean, how, how, what would you say to people? Well, that I, I, I like taking a piece of cardboard, uh-huh. cutting out things in, uh, and be careful what you ask for, you might get it. <laughs> right. I don't say, oh, I wish I could, you know, I, I hope I have the love of my life who's, you know, you know, Joe or whatever, you know, and maybe, right. well, you're Joe, so let's get another name, Mike. Let's say it's Mike. But what if Mike's not good for you? Or what if Mike's married to someone else? I mean, right. you, you, you have, you, you put it, you make it general. Like I, I am looking for the love of my life. Who's going to be kind and loving and that we can share life together or, and so you get, you cut out magazine um, uh, titles or, uh-huh. or, or the, like the um, just, in dark letters, whatever's in dark letters in it, it says, you know, fall in love or whatever. And you just, you, you take glue and you put it on a board and you make a wish board. Just be careful what you ask for. Because I know a lot of people who be careful what you ask for, you might get it. And then it's not what the right thing for them. Right. And I think that's probably one thing that people don't think of because they think, I want A, B, C, and D. Well, be because careful. they're obsessed about it. But they're upset, right? And it's not always the healthiest, right thing. Right. Have you been doing a lot of readings over Zoom with the pandemic and everything? I have. I thank God. Touch wood. My I, my clients are very loyal, and um, I've been I've been reading. I've been teaching intuition, oh. psychic intuition. I've done some groups and now I'm doing life coaching, intuition life coaching, because I see that some people need it, not everybody, but those that are working with me seem to be getting a lot out of it. And I do have therapists who send me people because they say that it has eliminated six months of therapy for the person. So you know, my guides, I guess, are pretty smart. Are, I, not, I guess. I know my guides are really powerful and strong and smart. So I do my best to help people on whatever it is they need. Right. Well, that's why I feel, as I read this book from time to time and I pick it up, I do think of you as a life coach with this book. Well, thank you. That's you so know? nice. I'm, I love my life coaching. I, I'm, very, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. I, I love everything I do, you know? I like a, am of the mind that if you're not having fun, don't do it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I don't think I'll ever retire unless, you know, God forbid something happens that makes me retire. But right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like in a, I'm, I'm in a new phase of my work. I mean, how many people at my age get to be on drag race? <laughs> I, seriously. <laughs> Hello. You're going to find newfound fame. Do you know how many people watch that show? <laughs> I, I know. And, and like, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting calls from all over the world because of it. Like, really? And, oh my God, I'm getting calls from everywhere and emails from all over because of it. 
Well, I, I meant to ask you, what is the experience like um, doing these readings via Zoom? Because I'm assuming you would prefer to be in person with your client? No, you know what? For 20 years, I only did phone readings. Really? Yeah, I just need to feel the energy of people and hear their voice. But I okay. love I love Zoom, and I'm going to start doing seances on Zoom. Really? How would that there, work? Well, I, I think I'll take like five people uh-huh. and we'll kind of bring in the, the loved ones and spirit that are knocking on their door. I guess well, you're right. It's the same thing. We're, we're seeing each other. We're hearing right? each other. Yeah, we're connected. Are you feeling anything with me today? Uh, well, if, I know I've read for you before, but I don't remember no. what I said to you. But I want to know if there's an S or C person connected with you or a last name like this or C. Or do you have family that's in S or C? Or are you thinking of working with someone that's in S or C? Yeah, a work work with C. Is that a first name C? A last name. Okay. Are you thinking of making a deal with them or working with them in some yes. way? Yes. They it is it up in the air or, or do you Yes, it's very much up in the air. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if that one's going to come to fruition, but something else will. Okay. And then there, there's an M or J person, M or J. I don't know. Is that family? Is there another Joseph or? Yeah, there's another there Joseph. A, grand, a grandfather Joseph? or yep. Is he deceased then? He is, yep. Yeah, I feel like he's around you. I, I feel like you've been frustrated about work. I have, very much so. Yeah, and I feel like... Have you ever considered doing two things, like doing media things, but doing something else to bring in an income? I have lately been thinking about that, yes. You, I, I feel like there's, I feel like you're going to have an opportunity to do something else to bring in an income as well. Okay. Or maybe a little different than what you're doing, but don't give up on what you love to do. Don't give up on your podcast. Right. And you you need to start getting, um, well, maybe in time you'll be able to get sponsors. Yeah, hopefully that'll be sooner than later. Social I think media. you have to find more of your niche if you're going to do the media thing. Okay. But I don't know what that is exactly. But But I also see you doing something else to bring in an income. But I feel... Who's in real estate around you? My uncle. Did he want you to work with him or go into real estate? Um, no, not necessarily. Or um, you're not thinking of doing real estate, are you? I'm not at all. No, you don't. You know, because you you like creative stuff. Are you thinking of changing where you live? No. Okay, I don't know why I what I'm what I'm picking up with that, but I do see you doing something else to bring I mean, in. There's definitely a lot of change in the air with work stuff. Yeah. Well, do you produce at all? I do. Yes. Have you thought of doing producing? Yeah, that's so. Before I started hosting and doing all of that, I was strictly producing. Would you go back to producing? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I would start, I would start looking for a producing job. What about for TV producing? Yeah. I think you need to start looking into that. I think you need to put a bunch of, um, a bunch of resumes out or a bunch connect with a bunch of people. Okay. Try to do that. I feel like having an opportunity producing. And I don't know why I'm seeing real estate. See, when I see things that I don't know what they mean, but maybe you're going to change where you live. You just don't know it. Well, I just, I just moved apartments. I just moved in December. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's it. You just move. Did you live with someone? Yeah. But I still do. Yeah. You live with someone. Okay, good. Yeah. That's that's good. Well, so what's interesting when we talk, Shar, is it's not so much the medium aspect of people from my life that are on the other side. It's also like what's going on in my life you pick up on. Yeah, well, that's important because it's your world and you want to be happy. But, you know, some people just do medium stuff, but I do both because I feel like it's important to help people prevent problems and attain goals in their lives. Right. You know, that's. We all have that guidance when we listen. What would you say to someone that may be at a crossroads in their life? And this isn't me. This is just a general, but I guess it could be me, both personally, professionally, and they don't know what to do. What would you, what would be your advice? See a therapist. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. We create so much of our destiny by the choices we make. And I would see a therapist or a life coach. Right. So I think that's really important. I think you I think you could get a job as a producer if you really look. I think there's a part of you that doesn't want to be a producer. I think <laughs> yes. just wants to be on camera. Right. Yeah, 100%. So energetically, you don't want to put that wall up. You want to be optimistic about it. Right. Because it doesn't mean you can't do both. Well, that's what I've discovered with this podcast is I feel creatively fulfilled. Good. That's so. You know, I'm I'm doing it all by myself. I'm hosting, I'm producing, I'm, you know, all of that stuff. So it's all your gifts that you've learned to do. You're using it and you're doing it, which is fantastic. But in terms of bringing in another source of income, I have been. I think you should go. go, I'm telling you. Okay. It it will help bring you more people for your podcast. It it it, every one hand washes the other. Right. And I do. There's a lot going on in in um in New York. Yeah. Like my friend. Ross Matthews is in New York now. I love Ross. I love Ross too. He's fantastic. You yeah. are just hooked up with all the cool gay people, aren't you? <laughs> I, I love my gay boys. I mean, you are. You're just like the mother hen. I love it. I love it. It's an honor and a privilege and a pleasure. You know why? Gay guys have always supported my work because they know what it is to know that something is real. And other people don't understand it because right. they are not experiencing it. So all those, you know, bigoted heterosexuals who go, well, you know, that 
that you you're you're mentally ill because you want a man loves a man or a woman loves a woman you know there and then they they there's religious cults that or places that try to change them because they think that they're possessed or whatever and that's all bullshit right everybody's different everybody has the the thing about the gay guys is that you know they understand be, to be free to who and what you are and there's not just not just gay it's 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 transgender it's mm-hmm. you know when i started doing psychic stuff and, you know, in the 70s in Michigan on TV, they go, wow, what is she doing now? I talk to dead people. You know, what? what's that about in the 70s? Come on. That, I bet. But I don't care what other people think. That's the good thing about me. Right. I could guess what other people think. In fact, I only care about doing the right thing and doing what's going to help others. Yeah. I don't judge other people. Well. That's why um, that's why you are who you are, and we love you for it. Oh, well, I love you too, Joe. You're so tell, sweet. Tell everybody where they can see Char Vision. So if you we're, – we're on UBN Go, but this, the best thing to do is go to char.net, C-H-A-R dot N-E-T, and sign up for my Facebook. Okay. It's Intuitive Medium Char Margolis. And it's live every Friday night. It's at six o'clock Pacific time, nine o'clock Eastern standard time. It's for an hour. I take phone calls. I read for people. And I also have some, you know, guests on as well. I love that. You know what I do, Shar, is I watch you on YouTube after your live stream goes up. Oh, you do? So that I can binge watch, you know, if I happen to think of you on a Sunday, I go to your YouTube and I can watch the live stream. It's great. Oh, that's so kind of you. Thank you. I do it by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I do it all last minute. I'll call my sister and say, "What co- the psychologist, what topic do you think we should have the people call in for today? <laughs> so, you know, how did, how are you doing, you know, with the loved ones you've lost during the pandemic? How are you dealing with it? And I'll go, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and so I'm very lucky that, and I just... I've always been blessed with being able to not just be intuitive and psychic, but to be able to communicate. My, my, right. my major in college is speech and drama. So a, a teaching, a, a, a secondary education. Yeah. Yeah. So it, all my hard work, all these years of paying off. My minor's English and I'm writing books. There you are. Yeah. 49 years later. Well, thank you so much, Char, for coming on. You, I, I have been such a fan of yours for such a long time, and I'm so honored to now be able to call you a friend. Well, we are friends, and I'm, and I'm going to k- keep on you to get that producing job. Okay. My I'm mom will be happy to hear that. You tell your, yeah. And, oh, I just want to know one thing. How's that little baby that is your, your niece or nephew? Yes, my niece. My sister had a baby. She's beautiful and wonderful oh it's so good yes she is just the joy of the family so that's so so nice go i'm telling you you're gonna get a job in new york you're gonna get a job producing and you're gonna text me as soon as you get it i will i'll be in touch okay god bless you thanks for so much bye-bye bye sweetie